Hello, and uh, as the dulcet tones of the next African national anthem fade, you're welcome to this week's <laughs> very sombre and very miserable uh, two-pointer. Uh, I'm no, I disagree, I disagree. Yeah, certainly for one of us it is. Uh, for one of us who made a World Cup final. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bitter. Um, <laughs> but uh, yes, I'm uh, John Owen. That in the background was uh, a non-English rugby fan. Uh, I'm Gaz, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Welshman. Um, and uh, obviously if you hear the last week's pod, uh, we had to endure the dulcet tones of uh, Johnson um, singing the one song that the English fans know. Um, and it turns out it was off the back of your uh, World Cup final, wasn't it? Warren Gatlin was right. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll come to that, uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So yes, the Springboks finish comfort wingers over England, uh, 32-12 We finished, didn't we? Uh, yes. yes. Um, in yeah, uh, game England were six point favourites with the uh, the bookies over here. Um, yeah, uh, I never, never, never really got going for the English, did it, Gareth? But. Uh, so we weren't the winners. We didn't win overall. Was uh, was was Saturday's result more about uh, a great, a great South African performance or, or a poor England performance for you? Um, easy to say a bit of both really, but I, I think England undoubtedly were poor um, from the, the word get go. I, I, I mean, it's debatable whether the first penalty should have been a penalty. Um, I think, in fact, I think um, Paul actually missed that one, didn't he? But. Um, yeah, just every set pieces, everything that was apparently, well not apparently, but everything that was great uh, the week before, um, just seemed to fall apart, um, lost your first line out, gave silly penalties away, you're going backwards in the scrum, some of that might have been for, for the injury to Sinclair, but you can't blame all of it on that. Good. Have <laughs> I stood into silence? Uh, also, so it sounds like you're predominantly going with uh, being in England being crap, are you? Um, uh, no, not necessarily, but I, th- I think that's the, England were, were certainly poorer. Um, and South Africa, yeah, nullified, did what England did to, close to New Zealand the week before in that nullified England's um, strengths and then did what England didn't do and um, pulled away with uh, some very good tries and... Um, yeah, they, they, uh, I think they, just, they were just better than women in every department on, on the weekend. Um, yeah, England just seemed a bit of a, a, bit, a bit of a game too far for them, didn't they? Yeah, you've alluded to Gatlin's comments already in a, and saying that. Oh, I, th- I think that discredits what South Africa did to us a bit, really. I think um, I don't think we, we'd kind of shot a load, really, I think. But we just... Um, we had come in with an idea of, well, we sort of played the tournament with an idea of how we wanted to play and it'd be very effective and, and we'd, I say we we managed to change game plans around that but it but it's kind of been the the getting quick ball, getting over the advantage line and making good things happen from there. We did it in um, in in the, in the Australian game, say it was a bit more reactive and we, we defended for long periods and then took our chances whereas New Zealand it was kind of on the, on the front foot from the start and not letting up. Uh, with South Africa mm. we... Um, we were definitely tight early on. Uh, we, we, I mean, most of the game really, but particularly on our, our passing and just basic skills were dreadful. Every pass seemed to go behind the man, never to hand. We never got any pace in attack. Um, we say, yeah, did give silly penalties away. Um, yeah. Just... So, so the, the the passing, the simple things like passing to hands, 
I can't be from South African dominance. Surely that's got to come from something that England weren't doing or haven't done. I mean, if they totally turned up late or turned up twenty-five minutes late on the um, on the coach, whether that was playing a part. No, I mean, we even apparently he'd even planned for that, and he Jones and did it with a, did it in a warm-up game to decide to arrive late and see what it was like. So I mean, that's a fairly fairly good attention level of attention detail. I think that's more pressure, isn't it? Mm. I think you. You saw him with Pollard, I suppose, who had a, had a pretty good World Cup final and coped with the pressure pretty well. He even missed his first kick. I think we just, um, well, yeah, you know, I said on the pod last week, I thought South Africa didn't seem like a sort of seem, built team built to, to come from behind. And um, But they, they are, certainly are good front runners, and so it proved we could never, once we got up that and we started um, trying to chase the game a bit, we never could kind of get on terms. And yeah, the, the importance of. Um, Obvious set piece was shown heavily. I, I thought uh, I, I didn't love Garcés at the weekend. I thought his refereeing was inconsistent, and um, and he made a couple of wrong decisions. Even at the scrum, he got he one scrum horribly wrong for me. But and it, it just kind of found it annoying that he seemed to have made his mind up about the scrum and, and sat with that. But you know the early couple of scrums went down after then Cole came on. Um, he did get he did get stuck into and, and so uh, I'm all for mm. the dominant scrum. I just thought he kind of riffed it a bit willy nilly. Um, and just kind of went one of them in particular he, t- he turned away from and turned back and the scrum popped up it was South who popped up first and he just, he just blew up having no idea what he was doing I thought but um, but that said um, mm. even if a couple of you know a couple of decisions maybe will go away but we we didn't take chances I suppose you you know if you're an Englishman you think that that 25 phase attack we had um, <laughs> we I thought uh, we're getting fine rumbling uh, around the edges and we went close a couple of times and I thought we'd do that a few more phases and we'll either get over or or we can spin out with an overlap and then when we did eventually spin out um, you, yeah we got well, it was a terrible time to do it it was an awful wrong just uh, end up daily throwing it to Watson who, who went back about 20 metres and then got uh, then we mm-hmm. gave away a penalty and we, we kept the advantage but so that's an Englishman I think we, we kind of took the wrong decision there but as a South African I suppose you'd say that's heroic defending we yeah, it's, it's cracking defending. <laughs> um, yeah, and again, I thought they infringed probably a couple more times, and Garcia's picked them up for, um, and for someone who a couple of times, well, the very first minute, as you say, ping laws instantly for not moving. I, I didn't think he always rubbed them away, but yeah, if you were South African, you say that's great defending. We stuck to one, and um, and they did throughout the game. They um, that we we couldn't really um, get phased again. We couldn't really build momentum. We just got dragged into their world of. Well, we did a lot of run out, one out running. It was like you know, you're just running up the gut against Africa, um, which is, mm. you know, we're very. I think we've got a very powerful side and some some forwards who can do that. But it just kind of played into their hands of making it a scrappy dogfight and um, not the game we were best suited to win. We kind of as the game went on, I think their good defence kind of made us lose lose a bit. I don't know, lose a bit of hope and structure really. And we started playing the ball from a bit deeper, which was silly. Uh, although we did try and mm. play from our own trial on first minute, which was absolute madness. <laughs> um, <laughs> As you got, well, exactly, you can't quite say that uh, you got dragged into their, their dogfight or their gate, uh, they nullified you in defence if you're, if you're doing that in the first minute. Yeah, I don't know what, 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 what yeah, trouble quite what we were trying to prove there, but um, fortunately we got away with it and actually made, we made about 25 metres in the end from that, didn't we? But it, yeah, probably mm-hmm. not, which probably wasn't worth the reward. Uh, but yeah, they showed the value of, of, of how, you know, an important scrum of getting your set piece right. Um, I I thought they they probably tried to they were a bit more ambitious than they were against you say and they played a bit more and they they kept the ball in hand a bit better at times but yeah the kicking was was pretty spot on again and the, yeah they just they play the games in all the right areas and the prettiest to watch for doing that but 
Um, they're bloody hard to beat with it. Uh, and, and yeah, and, and ultimately, really, they gave us a bit of a beating up front. Um, we, we, we're England, we always kind of build our teams around a, a forward pack, and that's kind of, uh, as South Africa do, you know, um, you know, a lot of the, a lot of our game plans always around that, and, and our pack wasn't good enough on the day. Um, it wasn't, but, but again, I, I, yeah, I don't think, I think it is something to do with um, South African tactics of just nullifying your, your strengths, which is, you know, what we're kind of like praising you for, for doing the week before to, against New Zealand, is nullifying their strengths. Um, but there was just a lot of, there was just, yeah, players who've performed well in the tournament. Um, Tom Curry was nowhere. Um, I think Underhill was, well, just, just all over the park. I just don't think he would, there was nothing from the backs. Um, you didn't really have much forward momentum apart from that 25 phases that you went through and even then you were ended going backwards um, I think May broke through twice maybe um, yeah just think he, he yeah he just seemed a little bit a little bit lost through, through, through most of the game really but Farrell not kicking his he had a fairly easy kick second half was it right at the start of the second half um, yeah, the one who was going to make yeah, it would have made it fifteen, twelve. Yeah, that was that was that yeah. that and the um, the twenty four phases were probably the two moments you think if we take one or both of them opportunities, it's a different game. Um, but the, the foul one—that's not—is that just pressure then? Because he's he's not been it's not been an issue for him most of the tournament, and then uh, that one was fairly simple. Um, yeah, well, I mean, it wasn't an easy kick. It was it was a decent way out, wasn't it? And bit to the right, so for a, for. A, to the right foot, for, for, for a right foot, it's not an easy kick. But the same, at his his level, you'd you'd want to put it over. And yeah, I think I think it is pressure. He's 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 kicked some great kicks in his life. He's kicked, you know, winning penalties in Lions games and stuff. But um, and, and doesn't usually let England down. But uh, that one, he didn't. And then South Africa went and got a penalty pretty instantaneously, didn't they? And it was a, it was basically mm-hmm. a six point swing. It went from could have been fifteen twelve to eighteen nine, didn't it? Um, and that was. Yeah. Once they were two scores in front, it was yeah real trouble, and we just yeah um, yeah we just a game that we couldn't get any momentum in, um, and it was just really disappointing. And Southka uh, kept scrapping away, and we yeah just didn't didn't never never really got going. And some yeah I think you're not wrong. I think we definitely felt the pressure, and I think players who um, who have played well. I mean obviously a player going off injured the first three minutes in um, was. Seemed to unsettle us really, and was is, is quite a big loss. And um, Dan Cole is probably a player who's, who's better for coming on for twenty minutes at the end now rather than seventy-seven minutes. He definitely wasn't up to that. Um, but yeah, I mean, across there wasn't like you say there wasn't many before people who I thought really sort of held can hold the head up high for a great game. I, you mentioned Johnny May. I thought he's probably our best player. Um, you know, Anthony Watson, who was so good the week before, giving away stupid penalties that we didn't need to do, and suddenly, yeah. Our discipline that had held up pretty well against Australia and New Zealand was um, was found wanting a good few times. Uh, the kick in, you know, George Ford has such a good game the week before. You know, first half he sends a kick out on the fall, doesn't he? That, um, yeah. that was unlucky. I mean, it was it was like an inch, wasn't it? Just out. It was, but these are the kind so of margins that we, we um, yeah. the games you can decide on. Really, it wasn't. They, they pulled away late, and I think they were fully deserving their win. So it wasn't it wasn't like they battered us all game, but but we never. You never really saw a tie that England, apart from maybe that twenty-four phases, where you thought England are the better side or getting on top, or or they're going to win it, you know. Um, yeah. And yeah, well, we we kind of uh, over here thought we, it was our moment to shine, but yes, yeah, Africa were thinking the exact same thing, you know. They 
the first black captain, Khaleesi, lifting the trophy. They've had a, a lot of problems this year politically, apparently, and it was kind of they were see, thinking it was a team of destiny, and so mm-hmm. it proved. And they're the um, but yeah, they are the the, the more dominant power in world rugby, aren't they? This is their third uh, world title now. Yeah, the All Blacks, and there to be fair to them, they've won two away from home, haven't they? So they could have an argument mm-hmm. for be, for being the, the best World Cup team of all time. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, really impressive, and, and you think the job they, you know, we've had Eddie Jones in post for all four years. Uh, their coach only came in about eighteen months ago, and they were on the floor. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and so for that turnaround, all this stuff you hear about coaches say you've got to have a four-year cycle, everything's got to be planned for the four-year cycle, blah 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 blah, and they do it in eighteen months. It makes you wonder. Um, yeah. But but yeah, very talented set of players there, um, and and very very good at doing what they do and. Yeah, it seems quite odd that their coach is, uh, is leaving them, doesn't he? But I think he's staying involved in the setup. Um, mm. But yeah, for their their pack was is monstrous as national packs usually are, and the backs outside um, did the job. Uh, yeah, the, the their try was I'm not sure quite why we had two props out there defending, but they took it very well. It was nice hands, possibly a hint. Which of one? The fit. The first one, the yeah, the first, one. the first one, the uh, first one, yeah, potential forward pass, potential forward pass. I'd, I'd say definitely as an Englishman, but it, but it could have been a beautiful flat pass as well, and then a, um, a yeah, very good kick through, and then nice hands mm. to, to finish it off. Um, yeah, they, they the second try though. I mean, the, he had he had very little space, and then he all he did was step inside, just one side step, and he was through, wasn't it? It's almost England already given up at that point. I suppose the, the scoreboard was already drifting away from them, but. Um, yeah, we just yeah. we 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 didn't um, we did yeah didn't ever kind of have a, a clear system. Couldn't really fall back on our structures, and, and once we were chasing, I think we we really got a bit ragged and out of shape, and and, and poor discipline, and just poor play, really poor. But yeah, not that it was good all game. Like we say, just basics of of passing and running, and just making good decisions and discipline were were lacking. Um, mm. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, game. It's hard to tell what the game plan was because we never seem to really be able to implement it. It just never seems to that. Uh, yeah, just, just it's. I think we play South Africa ten times out of ten. It, it could be quite even, um, but on the day they were very much better, and and that would be a shame because mm. I think, as you say, it wasn't. I, I agree. It's, it's definitely a bit of both, and England poor, and a lot of our players. You know, even like Atoje, he did make a lot of tackles, but. You know he was he was absolutely dominant. I thought he should have won a penalty when Itzebet was just holding the ball on the floor again. Um, mm. But he, he wasn't kind of the dominant player on the pitch like he was the week before. Uh, yeah, just just not great all round from England. South Africa very impressive, and uh, yeah, I don't want to take credit away from them. They know what they're doing and they know what they're doing very well, and it's very hard to stop. Um, and we weren't we were up to that battle really. Uh, we weren't they yeah they dragged us into our world into their world and we couldn't. We couldn't match physicality to impose our game. They just did what they wanted to us, really, uh, and that mm. and yeah, that, it will always uh, yeah, it will always sting a bit because we were beaten by a better team. You can accept that, but you'd, you'd like to have perhaps put a better showing forward, really. Yeah, there's a few interesting stats that I think came out of the game. Meters carried um, South Africa had the top six. Um, meters carried your one was Johnny May with, with 38. Um, would you like to guess who carried the most meters for South Africa? Mm. Uh, there's a question. Um, uh, it wasn't dear. Dear Landy was surprisingly quiet. I thought so. I'll say. Uh, yeah, dear Landy was second. So was he yeah. was second? Was he uh, second with fifty six? Fifty six. Gosh, I didn't think he'd done that many. Mm. Uh, not quite as a fault. Uh, should we say 
did. I feel like the clerk was a bit more involved and he just sort of sniped around the edges. Nah, not clerk. We'll go with that, uh, then that outside centre, Laco Am or whatever he's called. Third, yeah, also 56. Um, but the top uh, metres carried was uh, Pollard with 67. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, he straightened up well for the try against you, didn't he? Uh, he straightened the line. Going, um, so is that going straight through, straight, straight through, um, straight through the centre, going straight through um, George Ford? He would have done a couple, but um, yeah, I don't remember Ford particularly being terrible defensively. He was he was fairly anonymous in the game. I don't remember letting us down too much, but yeah, Pollard, mm. that's an interesting one. Um, yeah, uh, fair. Yeah, I mean, so our top one was thirty-eight, and their top one was six, was getting on for double sixty-seven. Yeah, and yeah, they had a few more about that as well. Um, mm. Yeah, they're, they're good at what they do, and they um, they stuck to it very well. Um, yeah, lack of lack, yeah, lack of quick ball or any, anything really for for England, which was um, a shame and, and kind of not what we built around really. Uh, no, and um, obviously try not to put a grin on me, th- uh, not to grin while I say this, but um, but yeah, another uh, a whole game without a try this time, as opposed to just seventy eight minutes for, for England. And um, you're on a, a drought of about one hundred and fifty eight minutes without a try. I make it. Yeah, I mean, as I say, the, uh, the week before we were we had some stolen off us. Um, not not this time. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't a good as happy performance this week. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't. You know, it wasn't like we threw some chances away. We were getting each New Zealand, or uh, there just wasn't many chances really beyond. Yeah, beyond that main one um, in the first half that we've, we've already referenced. There wasn't a whole lot else to, to cry about as an England fan. Um, <laughs> it just yeah, uh, they, they they defended brilliantly, South Africa, and uh, you, you know you can see defending. Team uh, team defences come often come to the fore at this sort of stage, um, and theirs mm. theirs is very good. And yeah, just just shows you how always had you know the stars make fights idea, isn't it? Uh, New Zealand gave South Africa a fairly convincing win in the in the group stage. Um, you know, so we uh, we beat New Zealand quite convincingly. South Africa beat us quite convincingly. Uh, your boys, uh, you know, you you narrowly got beaten by by South Africa, whereas we got battered by them. Um, just yeah, quite weird. Um, mm. How they all, uh, all all shakes out really, um, but yeah, and then sorry, and then you you got um, you got dusted up quite badly by New Zealand, didn't you? In the third play, which is a bit of a silly game, I know, but um, yeah, it just shows they, each team in a way they go um, how it all shakes out. Uh, yeah, so well played, South Africa. We've said quite a lot about that really, and yeah, uh, I'll probably be miserable about that game for a little while yet. But uh, on to on to happier. Moments of the tournament, Gareth. And if, if you weren't going to pick England losing in the final, um, what would be your best game of the tournament? Oof. Um, oof. <laughs> South Africa, Japan was a very good game. Um, Scotland, Japan was a good game. Ireland, Japan was a good game. A few games there's, 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 there's Japan. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, there's quite a few of the Wales games. I think I mentioned it last week. Quite a few of the Wales games that were good games. Um, I just had to pick out one. I don't know. Do you want a game that's just end-to-end stuff, or a game that's just quality? Um, well, what do, what do you want? Everything. Uh, I don't know what I want. <laughs> I wanted Wales to win it, but uh, I didn't get that. Um, I think. I think Wales Australia was a very good game. Um, that, that had quality and comeback and tense finish and. Um, yeah, as, as a group group game, I think that was good. But um, yeah, 
don't know. There's, there's, there's a few, few to choose from. I'll, I'll go. Um, I'll go South Africa, Japan. That's an interesting one. I'd, I'd, I'd definitely one of the best first half or first fifty minutes. Maybe I kind of thought South Africa pulling it mm. right in took a bit of shine off. Yeah, you're probably right. That's fair. I'd probably go Japan. I mean, obviously for me, it'd be England, New Zealand is a game I won't forget in a hurry. And though we didn't quite follow up the mm. way we we I wanted us to, it was it's still one of our one of our great wins. So that'll probably always be top for me. Um, but if I was looking at one for the tournament. It'd probably be the the Ireland Japan game. I think the Scotland game was amazing because they came out and were firing and um, and yeah, got out to an early lead and then kind of held on when Scotland fought back very well. But yeah, I know by that stage, or you know, even I mean, you you were talking about before the tournament, could could Japan get through and sort Scotland go out, um, or early on anyway? But the Ireland game, I think, I think we all expected Ireland to win that, uh, and, mm. and particularly after watching, as we said at the time, the opening twenty minutes, I thought Ireland definitely going to win this, uh, and then Japan just ruled back for the last hour, um, and mm. it really was unexpected. It never it never got so such a you know margin that you you. Um, until the very end, really, that Ireland couldn't come back, so it was constantly tense and, and going. It just thought we got the tournament off to a, to a really good. It was quite early on, wasn't it? Um, a really good sort of start and a really immediately mm. great result for the host nation. I, I thought that game was outstanding. Just the effort and application of the Japanese was was superb. So that that probably be the one for me. Um, but yeah, we, it sounds like we both were very impressed with the uh, Japanese, and um, it'll be interesting to see where they go next. Really, won't it? If they can get into I think the rugby championship would be the logical one um, for them. Yeah. Although uh, yeah. I mean, it would make sense kind of from the the Australian, New Zealand, South Africa bits, but apparently uh, Japan to Argentina is about as long a journey as you can do. So um, <laughs> I'm not quite sure how they'll square that off. But yeah, they don't really seem like a Six Nations team, and that's not to try and um, say we can't have anyone else in. Uh, it's just yes, it just doesn't work particularly well geographically, does it? No, I suppose there's, yeah, there's a few that uh, potential tier one nations. If you think Fiji as well, if you know if they had a few more um, challenges, would they rather than just peaking every four years, would they be um, a better equipped uh, team overall? Yeah, I'd, um, I'd happily see them for in rugby championship too, and, and again they'd um, be pretty well. Well, they're definitely they're even better located than Japan, aren't they? For that, um, mm. and yeah, it's a shame that. They, yeah, they particularly don't just don't really come together much today, and we don't ever tour there. Um, they occasionally get an autumn national thrown at them at Twickenham or uh, against Wales, or you know, or you know, the Millennium or something. But it's it's yeah, it's all very piecemeal, and it's like I say, the, the New Zealanders I think eventually went on a tour to Pacific Islands in there a year or two back. Um, mm. but it's just all kind of as and when it suits the bigger nations, really, which is a real shame. So. But then, you know, we say this every World Cup, hopefully it'll be a turning point for our nations and it doesn't seem to be, but... Um, <laughs> no. We'll see, hopefully. And, it, and it seems like, you know, should Georgia be... I know this has been with on for a while, but should Georgia be part of the Six Nations? Um, I mean, you know, which, whichever of the Tier 2 nations you, you look at, um, and there's a, there's a few candidates. Um, I mean, Uruguay even beat Fiji, didn't they? And they're probably down in Tier 3 if there was such a thing there. Yeah, another, another amazing result could have been a game of the tournament. Probably not the most famous one, but yeah, it was some win that mm. wasn't it, thirty twenty seven. Yeah, um, and again that was a shock result, wasn't it? Well, um, so the caveat of Fiji playing Australia a few days beforehand, but still. Um, but yeah, there's there's a whole kind of gang of teams that you just think if they had 
a bit more structure around a, a tournament that pushed them on, um, you know, would they would they become better teams outright, and would we have rather than just what a handful of four, maybe five teams that could win the World Cup from the outset? We were suddenly getting towards ten teams that could um, challenge for a World Cup in, from an outset of a tournament. And this was probably a good World Cup for teams that could win it, um, wasn't it? We were saying it was one of the more open ones uh, with four or five, mm. six teams beforehand. It can, you think 2015, you had New Zealand were pretty dominant, weren't they? Uh, England probably thought they were plenty because they were at home. Australia went a bit wrong, but it wasn't. South Africa probably weren't as good. Yeah, well, weren't as good, obviously. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't as good. 2011 was in New Zealand, so you probably said New Zealand again. And France had a bit, is, is, bit of a run off. I, th- I think this is. Sorry, go on. It's a funny one this year, though. Before we, we said before it was quite open, but I think most people would have picked the four semi-finalists as being the semi-finalists. So you could argue Wales having never won one or never got to a final, even are the ones that are kind of the um, the newbies in that group, if you like. But still, South Africa, England, and um, New Zealand. Uh, yeah, wasn't no particular shocks there, was there? No, true. But I suppose we you could have. Um, I think on different days you could have said that could have that final could have ended up in any fault in any number of different ways, couldn't it? You weren't very far away from beating South Africa. New Zealand could have quietly beaten us another day, um, mm. and then yeah, whoever gets to the final that could all change. So uh, yeah, I, I know what you mean, but I, I, I suppose we're thinking of more. There wasn't an out and out number one as much this year. Um, but like you say, I suppose we'll, yeah, we we'll start checking slightly. It would be nice just to see. The tier two teams have a chance, so it wasn't the phrase in the existence of a tier two team. It was just teams, um, yeah. and um, <laughs> yeah, and it's not there's not an obvious way. With and, and rugby, uh, generally, the administrators of it are very self interested. I saw Steve Hansen had a pop at the Six Nations teams um, earlier on in the World Cup, which which is well, people would say is quite rich coming from the way New Zealand carry themselves and the money they demand for All Blacks appearing at different games, but. <laughs> um, but at the same time, they probably say that we're quite self-interested and, and we do try and protect the Six Nations because it's such a cash cow and I, don't, I wouldn't say they were wrong there. So, um, But then it used to be Five Nations, didn't it? And um, you could argue the, the argument against involving other tier, tier two nations is, is Italy, isn't it? Italy came on board, Six Nations, and arguably haven't really developed in the last, was it 15 years? Oh, more than that now, is it? How long have they been? Was it About 20, late 90s? Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, late 90s, early 2000s, so... so that, 20 years, 20 years down the line, Italy is still the same Italian side that usually end up with the wooden spoon and maybe one shock result each each year. Yeah, and it's um, yeah, it's like it's, it's not just um, it's not just a tournament, is it? It's not just an international. You need a whole sort of structure around it, really. And someone like Fiji, particularly, you know, we've been well we haven't put a lot of money over there for years now um, but it's not been administered properly it's not really monitored how it's administered and it gets frittered away and a lot of people do a lot of good work at, at sort of come out and say this and, and we don't really take it on board and, and the money goes away from rugby union into into various people's bank accounts I think because we don't particularly monitor how well it's spent um, you know listen to mm. like to Dan Leo who's a Samoan but talks a lot about Pacific Islanders and how they're made um, it's, it's very interesting and eye-opening um, listen to that mm. if you can uh, yeah it's just it's badly done Japan obviously have, have got a far greater player pool and a greater uh, greater economy so maybe they'll have some more chance to do but, but then if you look you know their teams um, 
is developing, isn't it? And so they have players from different parts of the world coming to play for them, uh, as, as we all do, to be fair. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, they, they they sort of relied on that. But it, where you know, and Pete, it sound, you know, the likes of Steve Hansen are going over there next year, and Kevin Kieran Reebok is he go there as well? A few. Uh-huh. If, um, so yeah, hopefully some big names will help develop the game. But um, it's a lot to think about. And then the World Rugby, you tried to do something, didn't they, with the World Rugby Ch- Test Championship that hasn't taken off. They're always talking about how they align global calendars. Uh, a lot to think about. And hopefully they'll get together and put some solutions that aren't just favouring the big nations, but I, I won't be shocked if they don't. Mm. Um, but yeah, well, well, hopefully they prove us wrong. Uh, if you're going to pick out a, a top player for the tournament, Gareth, anyone catch your eye? Uh, well, the truck got the uh, play of the tournament, didn't he? But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> come back to Japan, but their um, their winger was uh, was was very impressive. Um, yeah, that, from a, from a Welsh point of view, for us, you know, Josh Adams was a was top try scorer and um, certainly a player who um, developed a lot over the tournament. Um, beforehand, there was talk of people like Billy Vanapola and a few established names coming through, but probably a, a tournament where there was the less established names that made a name for themselves, maybe or. Made the, made themselves a bit more known. Tom Curry for England, put for example. Yeah, Curry be right there for us. I think he's he's been coming along all year, hasn't he, for England fans? But um, he took it to a new level. Um, as 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 probably a toe Jake Kelp developed and he did, it was colossal in the semi final. It, it was hard to look past the toy there, really, wasn't it? He just um, an absolute nuisance of rugby player. Um, a very sc- oh. very big scary nuisance though. Um, Chris was constantly. Around uh, disrupting rucks, uh, carrying the ball, uh, holding up players, and you know getting turnovers, um, winning lineouts, j- just a constant menace really, and kind of sums up if in a, how South Africa want to play in in, in terms of a, a brutal um, but very effective <laughs> rugby player who's uh, who's quite handy too, and his energy is superb, his fitness, and he's everywhere around the pitch. He was he was very very good. Um, They'd probably say, you know, you, the clerk um, and Pollard, their halfbacks are both mm. worth a mention as well. Both uh, integral to how they play, really. Um, I, I thought, yeah, both of them had very good tournaments. Pollard, he, he's, he's not the most exciting one to set off a back line, but he, he's kicking very good and he, he plays in right areas and he, you know, put a kick over the, uh, the got him into the final, didn't he? And he kicked his kicks uh, for the hole in the final as well, so you've got to uh, respect. Uh, a man under pressure like that, and then, yeah, the um, the Japanese fly half I thought was uh, was also very exciting. Tamara, um, I thought he was uh, good fun to watch for as long as they went. Um, oh. Yeah, uh, yeah, we probably wouldn't say an All Black would be right up there for me, although they were very impressive against Ireland. Uh, kind of a tale. Kieran Reid went from being one of the best, his best, one of his better performances in recent years to struggling against England, um, and it'll be interesting to see what they do with Bowden Barrett now, whether they bring him back into ten because. It worked at times, but I still didn't think it quite got the best out of either player, the Moranga Barrow mm. thing. So, I mean, you should see where they go. Uh, speaking of seeing where teams go, Gareth, is there uh, of the sort of, let's say the home nations plus France, we'll call it the, the, the old five nations because we know Italy are constantly in flux, really. Um, who, who do you think, uh, well, two questions really, who do you think's in the most bother moving forward after the World Cup? And, um, and I suppose, yeah, most bother not just the next six nations, but let's go for the next at least a couple of years. Uh, and who's in the best position, do you think, moving forward as we begin the next World Cup cycle? Um, 
best team moving forward, I think, is going to be France. And the team that in the most bother is... <laughs> I think the easy answer is to say Scotland, but um, to be honest, it could easily be Wales. Uh, from a Welsh point of view, we've got no Gatland anymore. We've still got, we've got some good players there, but you, I think we're now going to see how how influential Gatland was and, um, you know... There's a few players who are potentially on the, on the verge of retirement. Um, let's see what what, the, what Pivac can do with the next uh, group of lads. Um, from France's point of view, they showed some real good, real good flashes, particularly in the Wales game. But some flashes of some, um, yeah, some excellent rugby, um, which you know they're always capable of. But uh, defensively, they were they were poor, and discipline-wise, and then they have got Sean Edwards, who's I suppose he's. It's talked that he's not actually been confirmed, but it's looking like he's uh, he's had a gentleman's agreement and he's shook somebody's hand. Um, so he's going to go to France, and you can only imagine that he's going to shore things up and give them a, a base to to play that exciting rugby. Um, so yeah, they'd probably be my two shouts. And they've got the added uh, the French have got the added uh, motivation or. or you think inspiration to get themselves in order because the next World Cup is in France, isn't it? In four years' time. Yeah, true. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, they're, they're, they're always with the French, aren't they? In terms of their structure, it sounded like they had two coaches this year who was in charge, really. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I've, you know, I've spoken to a couple of people who, who seem to think the French are building the right way, and they're kind of apparently they're using the basis of the um, the football sort of development idea, but they did in the nineties. The World Cup in '98, the kind of how they develop youngsters, sort of using mm. some of the ideas off that. I was uh, was speaking to someone in Japan who was telling me all about it, um, mm. and yeah, and then as always with the French, that they they always produce talent. They just um, they just muck up, <laughs> muck up of how they play and making silly decisions and changes coaches regularly and, and who's really in charge and the captain's falling out of the coach and who's this. But um, yeah. but when they get it right, they are they are false. But uh, but I'll I'll, uh, I'll back my boys. Uh, I think England. It'd be interesting to see what we do with Jones, um, but at the moment he looks like he's around for another two years. Um, it'd be interesting to see if we try and keep him around for another four. Um, yes, yeah, it's, 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 it's fairly settled. We're not losing, I suppose, yeah, of the other home nations. Uh, Wales, you're losing your coach. Ireland have lost a coach. France, uh, we're not sure what they're doing with a coach. Uh, Scotland, it appears Townsend staying, but we don't really know. So I suppose we're kind mm. of settled in that regard, and there's a we're not going to lose too many players out of this World Cup cycle. Uh, I think, yeah, someone like Dan Cole, we moved on after that performance, but, um, yeah, there's quite a strong uh, player base there, and I think, um, we, yeah, we'll be all right for a couple of years, and let's see if we can improve. So, yeah, I think we'll be okay. Uh, in terms of most bother, I, th- I think Ireland have got a lot of work to do. Um, I do rate them, and I do rate their, their club structure. Um, I think Lancaster wants to produce a hell of a lot of talent, but, um, yeah, Joe Smith... Uh, Overall, did a very very good job there. Uh, didn't didn't end how he wanted with the World Cup. A pretty disappointing World Cup for them. But um, with Farrell coming in now, he hasn't really got a lot of head coach experience. Um, no. You wonder, do they? How long do they keep the likes of Sexton around for? I think he's thirty four now. Sexton. Um, oh. Do you, do you move him on soon? And and how do you recycle the the sort of older players? The do you, the likes of Omani. Um, he's probably not around next World Cup. Do they do they go for the? Do they look to try and clean house quite quickly or do they take some uh, and get rid of others? I think they've got quite a difficult balancing act to perform there of trying to keep the side 
a bit more competitive while also deciding who, to, who they want to back and who they don't. So, yeah, I wonder. I, like I, I, think, the, 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 I think it could be a difficult transition for Ireland. Got, yeah, go on. I was going to say, they have such a strong, um, well, certainly two regions, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's such a strong um, club rugby scene in, uh, in Ireland. And it's all, well, it's just about all kind of homegrown, isn't it? And it's all. Um, yeah, you, you think they've got enough to build on there. Uh, I think you're right that the some of the key players are, are going to be moving on, um, and Fowler is unknown. But yeah, I don't I don't think France are going to be in the worst. Um, Ireland are going to be in the worst position. Yeah, I just, I, 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 they they may they may not. I'm not saying they'll come fifth next uh, Six Nations necessarily. I just I, I think it's going to be a more difficult transition than we expect, and I think um, yeah, I, I think the way they've played has, has been quite a. Um, it's quite a kick-dominated game around territory, and, and how they, and they're sort of been dependent on the sort of the Sexton Murray axis. Um, and you think Sexton might be off. Murray's probably not been the, the same level of form for quite a while now. Um, mm. They're going to lose, you know, Rory Best, obviously, uh, who, who I thought was brilliant as they went out of the tournament off getting battered by New Zealand. He gave a really good interview. He's obviously he's not been the same player perhaps the last couple of years, but he's always been a big leadership figure. Um, and yeah, there's definitely talented players, but how? Yeah, do they look to build around one of them now as captain and move? Yeah, I just I think there's a lot of questions, and I, and I wonder where they'll go with that. Um, so, so I think yeah. it could be there's there's talent there, and they could well get it right. But if it doesn't go right for them, you wonder. Um, and yeah, Scotland. Uh, yeah, it depends what Scotland do, doesn't it? If you, if they turn a back on Townsend, um, it's kind of starting to rebuild all over again. Um, but at the same time, uh, it wasn't a great World Cup, was it for them? So, so do you try and, um, you know, the orderly transition they hoped to have from Cotter to Townsend never really took off. But I think, yeah, I think I think they'd be, I think they'd be a bit silly to cut bait with him. I think he only had two years, didn't he? To maybe give him another World Cup so I could see if it works for him. But that's the thing. I don't think if Scotland, Scotland didn't get through. So Scotland aren't in a great place to start with. So I don't know how you know. Can we worry about them if? Um, <laughs> if we've got nowhere really to go except to improve <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, well sound off on Scotland Gary <laughs> um, yeah I mean that, I suppose it could, be, could end up worse in Italy but, um, but yeah no I, 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 I think um, Scotland are a pretty low moment anyway um, yeah things, things can only get better uh, I think you're probably right with England in a, in a strong position um, but again, I suppose equally they've finished on a relative high. Well, they have finished on a high. Um, still uncertainty about Jones, and certainly uncertainty about him taking to the next World Cup. Uh, are England in danger of of not reaching the the same heights of this World Cup? Yeah, no, it's a fair question. Um, yeah. Uh, World Cup finals don't come along every day, do they? Uh, they're, they're hard things to get to. We didn't, hadn't got to have one since 2007. Um, Jones well, you is coming. Yeah, that was that was fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, from that perspective. It was, it was a roaring success this uh, this tournament. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Jones is, is kind of um, uh, notoriously a, a hard taskmaster and, and seems to be quite. Um, very hard working but also quite great in and seems to go through uh, you know, I mean, his coaches seem to come good quite quick I think he's very demanding there's all sorts of stories of him uh, messaging him late at night and then up again early in the morning so um, 
and he's, he's got quite a confrontational, bombastic style. So you, you wonder, do, does that begin to wear after a while? But in, in terms of the job he's done with England, I can't really fault him. Um, and, and so with, without a better option out there for me, I, I'd, I'd, I'd like us to, to back him. Um, yeah. But even still, like you say, uh, for, for us to get there, uh, everything's got to go right. You know, New Zealand will have a whole rethink and when they tend to rethink and, and rebuild, they, they tend to do it better than anyone else does. Like we say, France are going to be want to um, rebuild. South Africa have, have got a fairly... Uh, they'll, they'll lose a couple of players, but they've still got a pretty strong core there. If you know if um, if Pivac and Farrell get it right, you've still got a very strong Ireland and Wales potentially. Um, you never know; they might even sort Australia out. So, so it won't be easy for sure, um, and and we'll need to get that right. So, yeah, it, it could well be. I think there's a lot of talent there, a good um, group. But we, we kind of said that after the last World Cup, and, and we we nearly got it right, but uh, and nearly wasn't wasn't enough, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, overall, I thought it was a, a very good Premier World Cup. I uh, didn't, didn't quite love the ending, but I thought it was a really enjoyable tournament. And um, yeah. uh, certainly remembered it a lot more fondly than I did the last World Cup. Well, yeah, um, well, <laughs> yeah, not 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 a great problem. But no, I think I think one of the better uh, World Cups in a while. Um, really enjoyed going there. Um, yeah, it was a well well done Japan. Great job. Uh, and yeah, I guess we'll. Uh, it might be a while since we're talking national rugby again, Gareth. Could be the, up to the Six Nations now. Yeah, yeah, and um, you know, it just means England's drought goes on, doesn't it, for a few more months? But yeah, um, yeah. But I mean, I, I think <laughs> the more more important to focus on the likes of uh, Salve Northampton now, Gareth. I think nothing that should be uh, what we we'll focus <laughs> around next week. Uh, uh, already, well, Friday night game. Sorry, Salve Wasps. Uh, one of the big ones so yeah we'll, uh, we'll make sure we get a full review of that in for you next week for all those who will be missing the, the rugby chat um, but yeah we've, we've mainly been rugby we've talked about recently Gareth in uh, a few pods but probably time to get back to the uh, the uh, premiership action now and uh, it doesn't get any bigger than this weekend does it Gareth? It doesn't oh, I'm glad we're touching back on the premiership it's been a while and uh, you know in that time Liverpool are doing really well so I'm glad we've come back um, yeah no it's uh, Liverpool City on Sunday Um at Anfield, isn't it? At Anfield, yeah. Suddenly, um, yeah, it's kind of suddenly come round. Well, I say suddenly come round. It's kind of been on the horizon, but it seems to, uh, yeah, with both teams kind of going going well, um, it's suddenly being built as a as a massive game. I suppose because so little points have been dropped um, in the last season, uh, it makes it just all the more important. Which is nuts because we're only in November, um, but yeah, it's been built as this potentially. Well, they say title decide, but going going a long way into into deciding um, what might happen in May. Um, yeah, potential loop will be nine points clear or or back to three. Yeah, but if you win, it's a, it's a long way back for City, uh, isn't it? Although you were when you ten points clear recently, and that's the hit you back a bit. Well, yeah, we, last last season we we went ten points clear with the other game in hand. Um, <laughs> but but, um, but yeah, no, this would be. This would be massive if we went nine points clear this time. But I'd like, you know, I think there's still <laughs> there's still the issue of the Club World Cup and the fixture congestion that's causing issues uh, for Liverpool. Talking about even just dropping out of the League Cup, um, it's all going to play a part in it. Uh, obviously, there's some injuries coming for City. Probably I'm sure I speak for uh, fans across the nation, Gareth. When uh, I say my heart bleeds for you, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, I'm not. It's not. Uh, it's just a, a reason why why it might not be 
um, that nine point gap might not may be maintained even if Liverpool did get it. Um, but yeah, I don't, I mean, you confident? Um, Liverpool not really been playing that well, except for Spurs. I thought we were excellent against Spurs, apart from the first five minutes, um, and yet still it took a what, seventy something minute to for us to uh, to get to get in, uh, to go ahead against Spurs. Um, it's just going to be. Uh, I hope it's just going to be atmosphere. Well, it will be atmosphere. Will be will be brilliant. Um, hopefully, intimidating for City City players. Um, yeah, City haven't have been a bit hot and cold really. You know, the struggle against Southampton um, last week. Uh, so that's what we were struggling against Villa. It's yeah. Both teams seem to know how to win. Um, yeah. Well, I always fancy Liverpool. Um, I think the fullback, particularly Trent Alexander-Arnold and, um, and Mane, I think they're the two key players for us and have been probably all season. Um, and if City are uh, a bit light defensively, I think Mane's got the option of causing all sorts of trouble. And, um, fullback City have been bringing in a couple of new faces. Um, do they know their, their settled team really? What, what Does Pep know what he wants as his starting line-up? Not, not convinced. Um, yeah, I think uh, we've got... Got a good, good opportunity here to um, to get another win. Yeah, I do. Um, but I suppose yeah, like like well, like we said a bit along this podcast season, your your defence still hasn't really got firing, has it? In in the way that it was kind of what your team was built around, and your, your attack still as good as ever. So it hasn't been a major problem or, or any problem really. You haven't lost yet, have you? But um, yeah, City is kind of the, probably the biggest test for that, isn't it? That's the acid test uh, with, with all their attacking options and. Um, yeah, I mean, we all thought Southampton would probably be a cricket squad this week, didn't we? After uh, after what they what happened to them against Leicester and and, and City struggled past them, didn't they? But mm. um, yeah, I think this will be one that City have eyed for a while. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna gonna say City nick it two one. Okay, so where, when you say you say Liverpool's defence is, is is creaking, is that what you you say? You said it's firing. I assume that didn't mean the fact that they were scoring goals from the back. No, sorry, I mean, if, I, if I said it wrong, I meant your front line is still firing, your forwards are firing, but yeah, your defence has been a bit more creaky and not as solid as uh, as last season. Um, yeah, but when did you last keep a clean sheet? It's been a while, hasn't it? Not that you've been conceding mm. tons, but uh, yeah, you haven't kept one in a clean sheet in the Premiership for a while. Um, I think it was the last one, wasn't it? That was a few weeks ago. Back. Um, yeah, I mean, we conceded one, I think one goal every every game this season, apart from um, apart from. Birmingham game is it? So, but I think we we conceded nine goals. Uh, I can't, can't think of. Uh, oh, the, no, no, I think that's right. City, City um, already eight eight ahead of you in a goal difference. Not sure how many you conceded, but City are uh, plus twenty four and Europe plus sixteen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then yeah. City will always always score more goals. They seem to they, they do that differently to us, don't they? They um, tend to put teams away in the, in the first twenty minutes and. That's that's it. Job done. Whereas Liverpool seem to amble along a bit and then concede and then just come back um, when it's kind of it's like when you it's like like essays and you'd, you'd wait as long as long till deadline day as you could. Uh, like that pressure of the deadline coming up and then that's when Liverpool seem to uh, seem to come back into it. But so you're making out Liverpool the, the cool kid who does his essay last minute, whereas uh, City are the geeky ones who get ahead and sort of prepare and, and do the reading as they go along. Is is, is that what you're getting at, Gareth? 
analogy if you want, yeah, that's fine. Although sometimes, as you, as you well know from our uni days, uh, the deadline, um, leave it to the last minute of deadline doesn't always work, does it? No, it could, it's, it's happened to, uh, yeah, it can, can happen to the best of us, that Gareth, um, yeah, if you uh, don't, don't quite get done even then. Um, but yeah, our, weird. Just saying, there was a story, well, not a story, there was one uh, essay that we had to get in, and uh, basically, I'd, if I'd held the door open for you, um, you might have got it in on time, but. I let the door shut and couldn't hand it in. And that uh, 5% that I cost on there could have perhaps cost me a, a bit of the green mark, but uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not not worried about that. I've, uh, I've let it go. Uh, mm. But all weird analogies aside, Gareth, uh, okay, I've gone 2 1 City. What's your prediction for this game? 3 um, 1 Liverpool. 3 1 Liverpool? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I suppose City have, uh, I'll say Liverpool's defence is a good city. Uh, they've got some injuries at the back, haven't they? And haven't really been able to sit on there. Uh, first choice defence, think... so you could yeah. definitely score some. I, I just don't think that they're settled um, with with his team at the minute um, for various reasons. And I know a lot of that's been played for injuries. So he's had Rodri at the back and Fernandino at the back, and then uh, Mendy played recently. Didn't he? And Angelino's come in, and um, yeah, I think they're, they're just a little bit all over the place at the minute. Yeah, okay. Uh, in, we'll, go, we'll go three games this week, Gareth, as we have done uh, before. Uh, what a big Rugby World Cup came and took our focus away. Uh, perhaps the other big game, uh, well, no, we'll say, uh, we'll say again for last, let's go the, uh, the, up from the Sunday, other Sunday game. Uh, Wolves v Villa. Uh, oh. A Midlands yeah. derby. Midlands um, derby yeah. Both sides, uh, I believe they're having a bad season, but um, kind of up and down for both, although, yeah, Villa. Were just seconds away from getting a great result against you, weren't they, at the weekend? Yeah, they were. Um, I think Villa seemed quite a tidy side. Um, yeah, they, they, they seemed to be um, quite compact and uh, they've got, certainly got some options uh, that will hurt teams. Um, obviously, Grealish was missing uh, against Liverpool and I'm quite glad about that because I think he's a, he's a very good player. Um, and then there's McGinn who's stepped in and um, seems to be uh, very creative for them. Um, so yeah, I think Villa quite a steadily impressive side. I think a very good keeper in Heaton as well. Uh, and Mings, uh, I think he's yeah, I think he's going to be turn out to be a very good defender for England uh, one day. But yeah, he's, he's got the makings of a of a being a good defender. Um, not that I'm saying he's dead young or anything, but um, but yeah, then Wolves are, are away, aren't they? Or, well, I don't know if they're away, but they've got Europa League on Thursday, which always seems to to impact them. Um, when it comes to the Premier League, they seem to just grind out a, a draw, don't they? They've had loads of draws from, uh, from, from this season, from, from my memory. But um, yeah, I, I, is it at Wolves or at Villa? Just looking at it now as we speak. No, yeah, it's, it's, it's at Wolves. Wolves. They're home to Slovan, um, the, the mighty Slovan. Um, Slovan Bras Bratislava, pardon me. I've said all that. I'll go for a Wolves draw. <laughs> uh, yeah, I could, you've won one all, have you? Um, I don't know why it makes it a Wolves draw as opposed to just a draw, but. Yeah, oh, I'll go. Uh, yeah, it's probably the obvious one, one all, but then you, you got there first, so I'll go a slightly more exciting 2 2. <laughs> and then yeah, last then... Uh, game, um, we were speaking about races at uh, the title race uh, on Sunday, but um, if, uh, if Arsenal have any hopes of keeping the top four, Dreams alive. Uh, they've got to go. Well, yeah, one of probably one of the harder games in the Premiership. Man, they've got to go away to Leicester uh, and see if they can win. Leicester are in third, and they're already 
six points ahead of Arsenal, uh, who are in yeah. fifth. Um, can, can Arsenal pick them back and um, yeah, to do it, uh, do it for one of the more established teams, or do you think Leicester will keep rolling? Uh, yeah, I, don't know. I think it's just going to be good. I think two 0 Leicester. I think uh, fairly convincing. Um, yeah, possibly a tricky away game at Palace on the weekend, and they seem to come through that without unscathed. Uh, Vardy's banging them in. They got they just yeah they got a very good manager and they just uh, seem to be good all over the park at the minute. Uh, compared to Arsenal, have been in pretty indifferent form. Uh, <laughs> last uh, three games of Premiership, lost to Sheffield United, drew with uh, Palace, and drew with Wolves, and two of them at home as well. Uh, yeah. In between, uh, a smash and grab raid uh, at home against uh, the mighty Victoria in the Europa League. Uh, yeah, Arsenal. Suddenly, a bit of chatter around Emery's future. Um, which is, I you, suppose you, you want him? Say again, sorry. Do you want him to stay? Uh, I'd, I'd like to see you'd like to see some improvements by now, really. You, you kind of it hasn't really developed this season; it hasn't really kicked on. Um, I, you know, I think he's he has been back somewhat in the market. I think they need to invest more. Um, but you, you, the players they have signed, and you, it's hard to tell Arsenal because they've got a weird uh, structure that changed, didn't it? Went from the German Minson slap to uh, the Rouse, you know, the old Barcelona guy Rouse Lahini, who, who was doing more of the buying. Um, yeah, and they seem to just yeah more um, put resources towards attack this summer. Uh, I suppose yeah, Kieran Tierney was was a big big money buy, and he's starting. He looks quite handy, but we haven't seen loads of him. But yeah, the one one you know Arsenal fans are probably crying out for two centre backs, and they got one fairly cheap option in David Luiz, um, who yeah has who comes and goes as a player as we knew he would. Um, yeah, you just you'd like to see Emery take a bit more organisation of the team. I think the the, you know, he said that Xhaka should apologise, but that took a few days to come, and then was more a, a justified apology than an apology. Which, um, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a shit apology, really. If he didn't want to apologise, that was sort of a, a bit of a halfway house. I thought, well, I, I don't, I can understand why he was frustrated, but um, yeah, it just speaks to a club that doesn't seem that well disciplined and that well in order. Um, mm. And yeah, not not a great. Uh, yeah, not 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 great development or idea where, where it's going. Really. I don't f- still think they Arsenal look as as kind of soft as they have for well, is it probably ten years now, isn't it? Getting on for kind of a soft, um, or getting on for ten years. You know, no, it must be at least ten years now. Uh, fairly soft underbelly and and not great in big games and and yeah, a lack of organisation across that team. Uh, that said, um, there is still some very exciting attacking options there. So I'll predict that they sneak a draw here and we'll go one all. Uh, that's uh, that's probably a heart ruling head there. Yeah. Um, does, does he bring Zachary back in? I hope not. Uh, that's, that's, that's the main problem with this old Jacky being a captain thing. If it encourages him to play, it really shouldn't. Um, but uh, we'll see. Hopefully, Jack is still not in a clear frame of mind. They can play. Uh, someone like Torreira who's not all well beat but I think he's better than Xhaka Christ um, <laughs> but yeah probably probably watch Leicester uh, roll on and uh, get that top for your place uh, close to locked in soon mm. um, but I think that's all from us this week Gareth is there anything else you wanted to touch on no no I think um, yeah we've uh, sort of worried about rugby over the last few weeks so I think we'll uh, leave all the rugby stuff for alone now for yeah six months <laughs> Yeah, uh, it could, 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 yeah, a little while, as I say. Uh, anyone wants to uh, pop in, uh, or sort of get pop in, get in touch. Even um, we're on uh, 
both Facebook and Twitter at Pinter2. Uh, please send any questions, thoughts, comments, reviews you want to have, please uh, send them in. I would be happy to hear them. Um, mm. But uh, if that's all, uh, yeah, thanks for listening and uh, we'll catch you next time. Great, thank you very much. Cheers.